You're listening to The Self-Worth Edit, the podcast inspiring South Asian women and beyond to quit playing small and start trusting the power and wisdom within. Join me, Noshin, on Mondays as I share insightful conversations, tips for healthier ways of thinking, and lessons in healing our relationships with ourselves. Thanks for tuning in to The Self-Worth Edit. Here we go. Welcome. Happy New Year. How did you spend your New Year's Eve? Last year, I spent my New Year's Eve alone and I ordered pizza, which is sort of a theme. I ordered deep dish spinach stuffed pizza. Anyone who tells you people who live in Chicago don't actually like and enjoy deep dish pizza on a regular basis, I can debunk that myth. Last year, it was important to me to spend New Year's Eve by myself in my apartment as sort of a christening, I suppose, of my life living solo. This year, sort of surprisingly even to myself, I decided I wanted to spend New Year's Eve with my parents. And no doubt this is in part because of an incredible conversation I recently had with my mom that was very healing and unexpected. I'm not quite ready to share about that. You know, I focus on sharing for the most part what I've learned and integrated and sometimes giving you sneak peeks of what I'm actually working on in the moment. But I believe it's important to have that sacred space for ourselves to continue to move through something when we're learning it before sharing it. Anyway, I spent New Year's Eve with my parents and we ordered pizza and we watched a couple movies and it was very relaxing and it was a nice transition into the new calendar year. I know people have mixed opinions about the new year. I have heard people who are adamant about not making a big deal about the new year because every day is a fresh start and you can set goals and resolutions at any time of year. And while I completely agree with that, personally, I really appreciate the new start that is indicated by the calendar starting from January again, just like for me, a new week begins every Monday, and so to each their own. But my mind really enjoys the clear-cut start and stop in the midst of the ever-flowing time. Now, I am not much of a concrete goal setter, and that is not necessarily something I'm okay with, meaning it's an area of my life I would actually like to get better at, but I'm not quite there, or rather, I haven't found exactly what works for me. And so I'm not going to sit here and give you advice on how to set SMART goals for 2021 because I don't know. I mean, I have some idea because there are a lot of people sharing how to do that and, you know, tips for goal setting, but I have not found my sweet spot or something that works for me. If and when I do, I will, of course, share it with you. But what I can share with you are some tips I have picked up on how to stick with your goals or intentions that you do set for yourself. As someone who often has ideas of where she wants to go, what she wants to achieve, and then sort of falls off track in between, but then manages to get back up and still go along that route, I want to share how when I have found success in staying true to my goals, whether they be for a week, a month, a year, what has helped me along the way. So hopefully some of these will help you 
now that I'm assuming you have a goal or a resolution or intention and some thought you've given to how you want to spend your 2021 or what you want to get out of it. So here are some tips to help you stay true to that. Number one is to set yourself up regular points to check in for progress. If you are setting a goal now that you want to achieve by the end of the year, we've all just experienced the reality of how much can change over the course of a year, right? And that's a long time to expect yourself to stay committed to something. So it's important to have your big goal and then break it into chunks or set time up on your calendar, perhaps at the end of every quarter or maybe twice a quarter, whatever works for you to check in on a few things. If it's a measurable goal, meaning there are numbers or statistics behind it, you can check in on your numerical data-driven progress. Personally, this is what most motivates me. For someone who doesn't normally love numbers in the regular sense of the word, meaning not a huge math person, numbers and data trends really help motivate me the most. Another way is to check in via your journal on how you're feeling. If your goal is one that lends itself more to how you want to show up in your day-to-day life, you can track it that way in a qualitative way. The main point here is do not wait to dust off your goals at the end of 2021. Be intentional about setting reminders up in your calendar to check in on them along the way. Because otherwise, this is what we fall into. We're super hyped up about our goals, usually for all of January and maybe part of February. And then by the end of Q1, they start to fall off. What happens when you become intentional about checking in along the way is you maintain focus on it and keep it top of mind. And by maintaining that awareness around it, even subconsciously, you maintain some action and focus toward fulfilling that goal. The second tip is to think carefully about the time-bound portion of a SMART goal. So briefly, what a SMART goal is, in case you're not familiar, it's the best practice for how you should set goals. And it says you should set goals that are SMART, which is an acronym for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-bound. This is a solid approach to setting goals that builds in for you a lot of what I'm talking about in different ways in this episode. What I want to focus on is, like I said, the time-bound piece. So we don't want to be so broad in that we say by the end of 2021, and then we don't check in again until the end of 2021, right? That's what we just talked about in tip number one. But we also don't want to go so narrow as to say every single day. If you set yourself a goal at the beginning of January that says something like, every single day I will meditate, or I will journal every single day of 2021, what you're doing in a way is setting yourself up for failure because you are more likely to become discouraged quickly if you fall off. If you are not a person who meditates on a regular basis or journals on a regular basis and you decide to go zero to 60 and now say that you're going to do so every day, chances are you're going to end up missing a day at some point. And if your goal that you had set for yourself is to do this thing every single day, but then you miss a day, you've already failed. And so it becomes a lot harder to pick yourself up and get back on the horse because in the back of your mind, you know you already missed the goal, so what's the point? You may start to think, well, I'm already not going to fulfill this goal of doing this every single day because I already missed a day, and now that goal dies completely. So alternatively, you could say, I am going to meditate or journal 
or whatever it is, three times a week, or three times a month, or 12 times a quarter. Or you could say, I am going to meditate for 30 out of 52 weeks in the course of the year. Or I am going to meditate for 365 minutes in 2021. Oops, 2021. (laughs) However it is you want to set it up, what we're trying to do here is give you opportunities to fall off and then get back on the horse. So for example, if I say I'm going to meditate 12 days out of every quarter, And if I get to the end of Q1 and I have not meditated a single day, I can have all of my 12 days of meditation be in March and I'm still on track with my goal. And now I'm more likely to make it to the end of 2021 having completed that goal. So take whatever big goal you have and break it into pieces and try to avoid setting yourself an unrealistic goal of starting a new habit and keeping up with it every single day because that is a straight track to failure and falling off. Give yourself more of a chance at success than that. All right, the third tip I have for you is from a book that I haven't actually read myself, but I have heard it talked about enough times to be able to share this tip with you. The book is Atomic Habits. I will link it in the show notes in case you want to read it. And a tip here on how to build a new habit is to build onto existing habits. So it's called habit stacking. An example of this is take something you already do every single day. For example, I make myself a cup of coffee every single morning. It's just part of my routine. It's built in. It's a habit. If we stick with this example of meditation, I could say every single morning while my coffee is brewing, I will sit and meditate or I brush my teeth every single morning. After I brush my teeth, I will spend 60 seconds stretching out my shoulders. Whatever the habit is you want to develop, building it onto one that is already very built in for you will increase its chance of success, of sticking. So I encourage you to look at what you're hoping to achieve, how you're hoping to feel in 2021, and see if there are any opportunities for you to habit stack. Tip number four is to have a solid why behind your goals and ambitions. If we're thinking about SMART goals, we could think of this in terms of relevance. How is this goal relevant to your life who you want to be, where you want to go. So for example, a resolution or a goal that would not make much sense for me is if I said, I want to run a marathon and train to run a marathon at some point. This goal sounds like a good goal, right? We hear a lot of people, typically people who are into fitness and health, setting goals like this for themselves and it makes sense for them. But it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me. I don't have a lot of passion around running and doing a marathon. I care about day-to-day health and fitness for sure, but I don't want to set a goal of running a marathon because that's not of true value and importance to me. That's not really relevant. That's a far leap from wanting to live a healthier life. Another sort of obscure goal to help hit this home would be if I said, I want to spend 30 minutes a week learning about birds. Yes, birds, I said. This goal might make sense for someone who is a bird watcher and has that as a hobby or as a side hustle or a profession of some sort. But for me, it's not at all relevant. So that's a bit more of an extreme example. What you really want to think about is why are the things on your goal list and your intentions list there to begin with? 
Is it because you've seen someone else find success through this thing and so that's what you want to add to your list? Is it because someone you admire had that goal for themselves? Or is it because it truly aligns with your personal vision and values for your life? And this is your sweet spot. And I'll be honest, this is one that I'm still working on and making sure I'm asking myself these questions. When you have goals or intentions or ambitions that are aligned with your values and your vision and why or purpose, you're more likely to stick with them because you know they're moving you towards something that you want. Think carefully about the goals and intentions you set for your year ahead and ask yourself, why do I want to make this my goal? Why is this important to me? And if you don't have a good answer, then consider changing your goal. To take this a step further, and perhaps even to help you, ask yourself why not only once, but several times, because that will really help you drill down to the core purpose and the core desire behind each of your goals. In some cases, you might find that the why that you have behind a goal could actually be achieved in a different way. And then you might tweak your goal accordingly, or it may simply solidify your existing goal for you to ask yourself a few times, why, why, why? Okay, and my final tip to help you stay focused on your goals and intentions for the year ahead is to have grace for yourself. This goes back to what we talked about earlier of building in space for yourself to fall off the horse and get back on again. But what I'll also say is build in space for you to adjust your goal as you go. And not necessarily your goal, but how you're going to achieve it may change as you go throughout the year. We have all just come out of a year of immense, unpredictable change. How do we get through it? If we are too rigid, we snap. But if we let ourselves sway in the wind, I'm picturing a tree in my mind, then we move a little bit off course and then back to our position and we get through it. We weather the storms. So have grace for yourself. There are multiple ways to get to where we want to go and be open to those multiple ways. There may be a case where something drastically changes in your life, where even your why does not hold you to a goal you've said and you completely pivot. And that's okay too. Be willing to keep in mind that you and I And we are all evolving beings. And if you intentionally change your goals, you're not a failure. You're not stopping short of something or missing something. You're not bad at following through. You're simply changing course. And that is life. And that's okay. An example of this I can give you from my personal life is for 2020, I didn't set specific goals, but I set a word I wanted to live by. And at the start of 2020, my word for myself was discipline. Because I truly believe in discipline as a form of self-love, and I had ideas of things I wanted to get done, and I knew flexing my discipline muscle was what was going to be important for me, no matter what my goals were for the year. Well, I felt like I got off to a really strong start with this in all areas of my life, fitness, school, work, my passion projects. And then, of course, the pandemic hit, and we all began to shelter in place, and we all started adjusting to our lives looking different. And my entire word shifted. Somewhere along the way, I consciously decided to change my word for 2020 to grace because the nature of 2020 really shifted for all of us, I would say, priorities. And for me, that change from discipline to grace as how I wanted to show up for myself and in my life helped me immensely to get through 2020 with my self-love and self-worth intact. 
because I've been able to look at my moments of sadness, of low productivity, with grace. And had I been trying to force discipline on myself, my demeanor and my spirit and my year would feel and look very different. So we need to be able to give ourselves grace and flexibility to adjust to our surroundings. And now this grace that I have cultivated more of in 2020 is going to be something I carry with me onwards. I'm not going to make grace my word for 2021 because I have it already in my toolkit, in my back pocket, and I don't need it to be my primary focus for another year. Instead, I can focus on something new as my intention. And this may be more of an unofficial bonus tip for you if you're like me and not really into the vibe of setting concrete goals or very specific goals right now. If you're in that space of wanting to think more about your intentions, that's, I think, an easier way to stick with whatever word or intention you set and to be able to shift the way that I gave you the example of how I shifted this year, right? So you can apply all of the same five tips if all you do for 2021 is set yourself a word for how you want your year to feel, how you wanna show up for your life and yourself and your loved ones. And as far as how to select a word, I would really feel into it. If you want to know how I would do this truly, I would meditate on it and I would let the idea marinate in my mind. Hey, I'm looking for a word for 2021. In my mind and my body, I would let that sit and would let words come to me. And I would go with the one that could be applied to a variety of situations in my life and that would feel right. I don't know for sure yet what my word is for 2021, but I have an idea and I'm trying to find the right word to capture the essence of that idea. Okay, so those are my five tips, hopefully helpful for you. And since we're at the beginning of a new year, I can give you a where are we headed with a with the podcast update. I am still continuing to show up for the podcast. I have faith that people are listening. Thank you to those of you who have reached out from time to time to let me know I'm not just speaking into a black hole. We have some great guests lined up and we are going to be talking a bit more about career or the professional world for a bit, and how self-worth shows up in these spaces. I see from my analytics, I have no idea if this is interesting to you, but I see from my analytics that the spirituality episodes have really landed well, as have the ones that I've shared about getting to know yourself, those solo episodes you seem to resonate with. So if you have something specific that you want to hear about from either me on a solo episode or a specific kind of guest or expert you want me to bring on, email me at hello at selfworthedit.com or find me on Instagram and send me a DM and let me know. My plan is to continue to deliver every Monday a new episode to you. I will give you the heads up that there are going to be some changes in my life. You know, grad school is starting back up. I'm still working my full time and there may be a move in my future. And so my goal is to really stay committed to publishing a new episode for you every Monday. And I trust that if I do skip one at some point, you will have grace for me. But I'm really going to try to not let that happen because it's really important to me to connect with you every Monday. There's so much truly I want to do with this podcast and this community, but I am a one person and I'm seriously considering bringing someone on to help me. I'm still thinking through 
this and I don't have a formal application yet for any sort of intern program, but it is in my plans. And I need to recognize at some point I will need to bring on help if I really want to do everything I have dreamed of for this podcast in this space. So that's where I'm at. I hope that these tips I've shared on this episode will help you have a strong, successful, whatever success means for you, 2021. I look forward to continuing to connect with you on Instagram and through this podcast. And let's buckle up for a hopefully great year ahead. Until next time, talk soon. Bye-bye.